Hello guys, how are you guys doing? My name is Joe Acosta and I want to welcome you to The Successful Christian. I want to talk about something today uh, that a lot of times we really don't bring into perspective. I want to talk about responsibility. Now, I'm not talking about responsibility uh, to your children, to your wife, to your husband, to job, anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I want to talk about responsibility for everything that comes directly to you. I take responsibility for everything that directly comes to me, that impacts me one way or another. Not what's in bothering your wife or what happened with your wife or with your your children or something. But I want you to pay special attention to what comes directly to you. And we are in a time right now in society where we shift blame. It's their reason, it's because of them that I have this problem. It's because of they did that that I have this problem. It's because they're racist, that's why I'm over here. When you shift blame to anyone else, you automatically lose your ability to grow and learn. Listen, the word says, the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, the minute you shift the blame towards him, see, keep in mind, keep in mind, in the garden with Adam and Eve, sure, the devil took some responsibility for what he did deceiving the woman. But Adam and Eve also had to take responsibility for their own part because they knew better. And that caused the whole fall of man. It's not just his fault. It's their fault too. Now, take that as an example. Because if Adam and Eve were just to blame the serpent and never take responsibility for themselves, they would have never learned anything. But God allows them to take responsibility for themselves by sending them outside of the garden, right? Well, the minute, and in church, a lot of times, everyone's always, well, the devil is this, or the devil is this, and I know that's the devil, and the devil is, and we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, and you're right, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But, keep in mind, the heart is deceivingly wicked above all things. Who can know it? Well, we know it in the results that we get. It is in charge of the results we get. And when you have the majority of Christians, if you would ask them at, most, at some point or another, most Christians have believed that at some point they've heard God. And they've heard God, God's talked to them, God said something to them. I'm not saying that's not true or not true. But the result should change. I should not be right in the same area that I was before. It should cause an impact. That's why he's going to say something to you. It's going to, it's going to cause an impact. Well, that mind, that part of that heart, the heart is deceiving the wicked. Well, that's really part of the subconscious mind. It talks to you all the time. Now, I want to go back to the segment where I said the thief. The minute you start blaming the devil, it doesn't make a difference. But the minute you start blaming him, first thing that happens, you allow him to steal your opportunity. Your opportunity to learn what you did incorrectly. 
what you did, what caused you to step off. Listen, listen. If there is a pool over there, a little lake or a pond, and there is piranha in that pond, if I go to the pond and something starts to bite a limb off of me and I lose toes or fingers, I've learned if I blame it on the prana, oh, they shouldn't have been there. They shouldn't have been eating me. They should. How ridiculous does it sound for the person that just walked into that pond or that lake? It's ridiculous. We are allowing that blame that I am shifting over there to steal my opportunity, to kill my growth, to destroy my ability to gain anything better than I currently have. And the same situation, I will repeat it again in a different way until I learn from it. I must learn from it. I have to learn from it or else I continue to repeat things in different ways. A lot of people don't realize we are a spiritual being. We live in a physical body. We have an intellect. And when we start to think certain things, most people really, we don't think we are on autopilot. Think about when you wake up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning and you start getting ready for work or whatever it is you do, it is a routine. Some people open up their phone, they sit there and they start scrolling through things. They wake up slowly. They, some people get up, you start getting ready for work, you start doing whatever it is you're doing. And it's almost a routine. You do things a certain way. If you get your clothes ready, you get your clothes ready, you put them up there, you, you jump in the shower, you brush your hair, you finish ironing your clothes. Whatever it is, it's a routine. It doesn't take thought. Brain activity isn't thinking. Once we start to take responsibility, we will start to see how what I was thinking, how I felt about what I was thinking, and my actions going forward, how that shapes my environment. It's not some curse. It's not the devil. It's not. It's us. Start to really examine yourself. Examine why you think the way you do. Why you speak the way you do. I. You see things the way you do. A lot of Christians, they hear God tell them something. Let me give you an example. And this might be a rough example, but it is an example nonetheless. If you go to, let's say, a Motel 6. And while you are there at the Motel 6, you will see the way that the people, everyone else that's there, how they sound, how they act, the way they deal with one another. It's loud. It's rowdy. Now, out of those people that are there, about 3% should probably be in a different area. They don't really think the same. They don't act the same. They don't all do the same things. And there's variances. There's rest, but we're not looking at the variances because technically it all clumps us up into one area. Now, let's say you go to a different motel or hotel. You go to like a Hilton, kind of in the middle grade. You'll see how those people act there, how they sound, how they act, how they carry themselves. About 3% of the people there probably could be in a better place or in a worse place. And then you see where someone goes to a luxury hotel like a Ritz-Carlton. And you see how they carry themselves, how they conversate with you, how they act. You don't really see a whole lot of commotions going on like you do at the Motel 6. About 3% of those people could be in any other two also. Here's what I'm saying. That where I am from, 
has to do with the perception of how I perceive a situation. It has everything to do with how I approach a situation, how I allow that situation to affect me, how it affects my environment, how I think or react instead of responding. Responding means that I came and I internally thought about it and I chose be slow to speak, slow to speak. When we speak fast, it's a reaction. It's like it's an even process thought. We already had something there laying in wait. And when you allow yourself to react like that, you're giving up control of yourself to an outside situation. And I say that because recently we went by, we went out on a trip and, and we, uh, everything was booked and we had to go to a motel six and we went to that motel six. And while we were there, it was very hectic. It was very rowdy. It was, we had just few months before been at a very expensive hotel because we planned it we we planned last minute and that's something i'll never do is plan last minute but we went to a really nice hotel and they knew us there they called us by name it was very nice it was very it was it was peaceful it was very the people were polite they weren't just throwing their trash outside the doors it, it's a different way of thinking it's a different way of carrying yourselves it's a different way of being now small other example if you drive down a low income or a place where there's a lot of unemployment you'll see the houses and and the houses are sometimes very run down the grass and the weeds are growing all over the place the cars are really dirty and and such and you can tell that you're in a really run down low income place now you go to a place where everyone is working and you drive down that neighborhood and you'll see the cars are nice and clean. Oftentimes they're a little bit, you know, they're newer, they're cleaned, they're washed, they're waxed. Not all of them, but the majority, the houses look nice. The yards look cleaned and trimmed. Isn't it interesting to think that the people that are constantly working and have less time have more time for the upkeep of the outside? Well, the people that are unemployed in our home their home, they, they have more time, but they've done less with the outside. I mean, it could be low income, but it could still be nice and clean and it could be tidy and it could, it could look well, it could look kept. Why is that? It's a reflection of the person on the inside. It's a reflection of the attitude and the thoughts and the feelings and the actions going forward because that's what attitude is. Attitude is what you're thinking, how you feel about what you're thinking, and how you go forward with that. Well, it's a reflection of that. And when we start taking responsibility for ourselves, we start to understand this aspect that God gave us. Because like I said, spiritual being, you have an intellect, you live in a physical body. There's a Trinity. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? We are made in God's image and God's likeness. And if we are going to get back to being into that purpose, God's purpose never changed. Keep in mind, I've said this before, when God made us, he made us in his likeness and in his image for a reason. We would be fools to think that the, the devil foiled that plan and that God just gave up on the idea. And it's gonna tell us at some point within the word, 
Well, you'll reap in due season if you faint not, even though I gave up on my idea. That's not what's happening. The idea is that those that are hungry will be filled. And I must be hungry for something more than what I currently have. I must be hungry. Think about this. The prodigal son was out there eating corn husks from the pigs, trough. And he looked over to his father's house and he said, listen, my father's servants live better than I do. I'm going to go back and see if my father will entreat me like one of his servants. This is a parable, right? It's a parable. Christ is technically dumbing it down so everyone can understand that here's God and man, you, us, me, you got kicked out of that garden. We went out there to live out there and now we can come back. We can definitely come back into that and live better than a servant. Anyone ever add that together? You can live better because the father comes out and he welcomes him right back in as his son. Not as a servant, but as his son. That aspect there. Let's look at, that's God. God's child. You're God's child. And you're coming back home. It is important to know where you are at. And we fool ourselves and we hear these messages sometimes and we are fooled at what aspect and where we are at. Listen, the Queen of England, the Queen of England, that's the Queen of England. That's a human person that has servants. We're talking about God. God Almighty made everything, owns everything. Everything belongs to him. The Queen of England's servants on average make about $147,000. I think it converts over. Her, her highest servant makes over $200,000 a year. Are you getting servant salaries right now? Or are you are you a servant? Or are you the son? Because in her line of servants, there's lots of low servants too. I'm talking about the highest one. Low ones. But you're treated as a son. Think about that for a moment. Think about that for a moment. Because that should sink in. And the reason I say that is this, we must take responsibility for who we are, for what's going on in our lives. That's how we start to learn that what I was thinking and how I felt about it shapes my environment. It absolutely does. It absolutely, just because we fell doesn't mean that we lost the ability to be God-like or to have that God-likeness within us. It's still there. Call things to be as though they already were. All things are possible to him that believes. Sometimes we believe the wrong thing. Sometimes we are emotionally involved with the wrong situations. I watch believers all the time posting up things about, you know, no better than anybody else. No better. The wheat and the tear are together and the wheat's not producing fruit. It has no harvest. But think about that. Think on these things. Where are you? Because there's two things you must know. Is where I am at and where I am going. We're talking about life. What God has given us. And the ability to grow and unfold into Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
we use a GPS to get us across the state. It lets me know where I'm at and where I'm going. But in this journey, it's all about life and, the, and, and, and where I am going and where I am going to be. I have no GPS. I'm just out there with my eyes closed like a ship out at sea without any direction. Shipwreck is a possibility. No one's driving and we just get out there and we just go. Think about that for a minute. I want to thank you for watching. And uh, if you'd like to share this, follow, like. And my desire is really to be able to help as many people as I can. Um, once, and I, and I give these as small lessons at a time because it is very hard to jump in and give somebody a whole big piece. And you can't, you can give them the whole information, but until it goes in on the inside, it didn't, and it takes hold, the, the change doesn't happen. But when that change happens on the inside, once the information goes in and it settles in on the inside, cancer goes away, diabetes goes away, high blood pressure goes away, kidney failure goes away, liver damage and liver failure goes away. I don't know what disease doesn't go away. Your ability to live outside of lack, to have an abundance, grows. There's a lot to learn. But we must be diligent in wanting to learn it. We must have a hunger. Because if we don't have a hunger, if we don't have that desire, you will get nowhere. You will get nowhere. And if life is beating you down and you have tapped out and settled for what it is right now, you will not have that. But it is there. And that's what I'm telling you. So you can get back up and start moving again. It's never too late. As long as you're alive, it's not too late. Doesn't matter the situation. Doesn't matter the situation you're in right now. Everything, everything will change and everything can change. God bless.